This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. everyone it's ham talk live episode number 277 a talk with don wilbanks ae5 dw recorded live on thursday excuse me <clears throat> recorded live on thursday october 21st 2021 i am your host neil rap wb9 vpg thanks for tuning in to this episode of ham talk live Tonight, we're joined by Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, and we'll take your calls a little later in the show. Um, last week here on Ham Talk Live, we had Michael Coulter, W8CI from Hamvention, and W4ORL, Michael Colley, and Mark Brown, N4BCD, uh, from Orlando and Huntsville Hamfests, uh, respectively. And uh, they were here to talk about the challenges of the Hamfests uh, Running in a pandemic. So if you missed that show, you can listen anytime over at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app. And uh, you can also listen to us on YouTube. And don't forget, you can catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Live every Saturday afternoon at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern time over on Shortwave on WTWW. That's 5085 on your AM dial. So um, we'll talk to Don here in a little bit. So if you have some questions or comments, feel free to give us a call a little later on in the show. Uh, if you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can call us after the interview. Uh, let me give you the phone number so you have it ready to go. You can punch it in, uh, write it down, type it in, whatever you want, and have it ready to go. It's 859 982 7373. Again, the phone number is 859-982-7373. You can also tweet us. We're at HamTalk Live on Twitter. And if you're logged into Spreaker, you can type into the comments. So uh, hope to hear from you tonight. And I'll be back with Don right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on ham talk live hey honey have you seen the pl 259s anywhere no i haven't come on kids let's go 
there's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. I like the PL259 connectors so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? Who is the most dangerous person in the world? A ham with some wire, a potato gun, and an idea. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics will be at uh, Chickasaw, Alabama on October 23rd. It's Mole Day for you chemistry fans out there. 1023. And then uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia, November 6th and 7th. Fort Wayne, Indiana, November 13th and 14th. Montgomery, Alabama, November 19th and 20th. Ocala, Florida, December 4th. And Plant City, Florida, December 10th and 11th. But you can visit them Anytime at pl-259.com. So welcome back to Ham Talk Live tonight. Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Hotline. Ham Radio's Don Wilbanks uh, joins us from Picayune, Mississippi. You know him from Amateur Radio Newsline and from Ham Nation, and we'll we'll talk about that and and who knows what else tonight. We we, we didn't have a real strict plan for tonight. So, Don, welcome back. Great to talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, clearly you hit rock bottom again and uh, invited me on. Here's what I want to know. Now, first off, I don't I do not want you to explain to me. Molde, because just the thought of a ham with a piece of wire, a potato gun, and an idea was enough to make my yes. hair hurt. So I don't yes. want to hear about Molde. <laughs> I don't want to know. I thought it was. I thought it was some weird thing with well, maybe Groundhog Day. Some I don't know no. local Alabama Chickasaw deal. But then you bring the whole chemistry thing, and at that point, I'm like, no, that's going to make yeah. stuff smoke and. Yeah. It's yeah. probably going to come out of my ears, so I really don't want to hear about that. How you doing, Neil? Yeah. I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited because you know I teach chemistry, and so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for Mole Day. It's it's kind of like Pie Day. You, you've heard of Pie okay. Day, right? 
I know about that. Yeah. On March 14th, because it's 3.14. Yeah. Well, yeah. Avogadro's number is 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd power. So it's 10.23. So, so it, I it's asked not you specifically not to explain I know. I told, yeah, I know. What do you do? I, you explain it. I explained it. This is why it. you exactly. can't get quality guests, Neil. This is, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is why you have to resort to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. So there now, we go. So now the world knows. Molde. Now the Molde. world knows. Yeah. There not we go. M O L E, not M O L D, as we have done here. In yes, the not moldy. Not, not moldy. Season, a lot, yeah. it, it rhymes with moldy, but yeah. 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 Right. Well, well, Don, it's been a while. We, it seems like every time we, we, we talk, we have, we have some, some children with us and we have to behave. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while not since we've. children here. Yeah, besides, I mean, besides those listening are us, the childish adults, which is just fine. <laughs> yeah, so we're, always we around some, uh, we're always around the young ham of the year or something, and we have to yeah. you know, behave like upstanding, uh, you know, exactly. whatever exactly. we yeah. tend to be. So, so it's, it's been a while since we've, we've kind of gone outside of that realm. So, uh, yeah. there's been a lot of changes in your life, uh, one of which... Uh, yeah. is a, a move um, that happened uh, at the beginning of the year um, with Ham Nation uh, yeah. over to the uh, Ham Radio Crash Course channel with our friend Josh over there. And yeah. uh, so, so tell us how that's how that's going with uh, with the move uh, from Twit over to um, YouTube. Well, you know, it's been it's been very interesting. First off, we found out. Um, back probably around October of last year, October, November, something, something around that time. Um, it was about the same time I got fired from iHeart, which oddly enough. Um, uh, so forgive me if my brain is a little muddled from that at the end of, you know, having to make a career change at my age. But anyway, um, yeah, that was when, you know, the whole, the pandemic was, was, I mean, it was hitting everything really hard, especially companies like broadcasters who lost all of a sudden 50 to 70 percent of their of their advertisers and therefore 50 to 70 percent of their income. So, you know, um, Leo Laporte and Twit was no different. And he being a basically a small business, you know, he owns that. It's not like he's a huge corporation like iHeart was or is. Um, but, yeah, so he had to get rid of some shows and unfortunately get rid of some people in order to keep the lights on over there. And and Ham Talk uh, or Ham Nation was one of those shows, which was consistently in the top five or six of what they call landed shows, which are shows that are not produced necessarily in-house um, through Twit and not hosted by Leo. Um, you know, Ham Nation is, uh, was and is, is still owned by Bob Heil. Uh, uh, he, has, uh, he owns the show. And so um, it was an outside outside show produced by Twit. So anyway, that you know that we were one of the ones that that fell by the wayside. They uh, they canceled a lot of shows in order to keep the lights on over there. And it was just uh, it's what happened with COVID. It's just like I said, it it affected every company on the planet, and broadcasting was no different. So we weren't sure what was going to happen, and then thankfully, um, Ray Novak said uh, he sent me an email i believe email or private message or something and he said 
What if I can find a way to keep uh, Ham Nation on the air? Would you guys be willing to continue with that? And I'm like, well, let's find out what you're talking about. And um, he uh, said, well, you know, Josh with uh, Ham Radio Crash Course, we're going to move it over there. I'm like, okay, that'll be cool. We decided since Josh already has quite a full plate with his his own YouTube stuff, plus his job, you know, he's an IT guy, um, we kind of all decided that we would do it every other week, at least for now. Because remember, we were losing Bob Heil, and we were losing um, George Thomas as well. So the the show was going to have a completely different look and feel, and and uh, and everything else. So there was a it was a major retooling, not only going to a different um, platform, but different production um, with you know Twit no longer handling it, and Josh doing it all basically live on the fly. He had to learn how to do that because, I mean, he has done his own live presentations, but it's just him. And all of a sudden, he has an ensemble cast and video pieces to throw in there and live guests to bring in and this, that, and 17 other things to juggle. So we all learned how to do the show a different way while Josh learned how to do the show. And we all, together, we figured it out. And so it, it has a slightly, I mean, pretty much the same format. Slightly different look and feel. It definitely skews younger, um, just with with having Josh as the main host. Um, We miss Bob tremendously. Bob comes on, has been on a few times. Um, He was on for the 500th episode, which is amazing that when you think about it, Ham Nation's been going for over 10 years. The first show was, I think, like a week after Dayton in 2011. So to have something like that that, that was kind of started by Leo's idea of telling Bob when he came on one of his, one of his shows, like you've got to do a show about ham radio. You've got to, you've got to, you got to. And Bob's like, I don't have time to do that. I don't know. You know I don't know how to do that. He says, well, no, just you got to do it. And so Leo talked him into it. Now here we are 10 years plus later, 505, six, whatever it is, you know, shows later, here we are. Um, is uh is pretty amazing but yeah so a lot of changes with ham nation yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff that's the same as well and what i like about it is we have brought in joe eisenberg k0neb yep. who has always been one of my favorite guests he's the the kit building editor from cq magazine so with with losing george with smoke and solder um we have uh we have joe now in uh, uh like every other show like once a month to do uh, kit building and, and show us a bunch of uh, techniques like that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting change. The show is uh, taking on a, a new life, I think. Like like I said, it skews younger. And plus, we, we have an, an entirely new audience who may not have ever heard of us now that we're on, um, on Josh's uh, Ham Radio Crash Course YouTube platform. So it's been really good, I think. Yeah, I one one story that Bob has, has told me, and I, I don't remember the exact number, but... Um, one of the stories he told me about Ham Nation was that uh, when it first came on and um, somebody had commented to him, well, what are you going to do after the first 20 shows? Because you're going to run out of material. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and now you're over 500. <laughs> over 500. Well, listen, as anybody knows, if you've been around Ham Radio for any any length of time at all, there are so 
many different facets and elements to this hobby, um, service, whatever it is, that if you get bored in amateur radio, it's your own fault because there's yeah. so many. I mean, you can do, you know, microwave stuff. You can do VHF, UHF. You can do weak signal. You can do meteor scatter. You can do moon bounce. You can do satellites. You can do slow scan TV. You can do amateur TV with fast scan, uh, you know, full uh, full motion video. You can do DXing. You can do contests. You can county hunt. You can grid chase. Um, you can just hang out on your local repeater and, and chat with your friends. Um, you can do nothing but CW. You can do nothing but AM. I mean, you can on and on and on and on. If you get bored in this hobby, and so there's always going to be something new to talk about. Always, and, oh, yeah. and plus with now, I mean, you have all these digital modes now, FT8 and, and everything else, which, you know, is, I mean, a lot of people are divided by FT8. Uh, some people love it. Some people think it's the death knell of amateur radio, much like <laughs> a lot of people thought sideband would be back in the AM oh, yeah. days. You know, yeah. so it's 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 constantly evolving and constantly changing, and there's always going to be something new to talk about in this hobby. So the fact that, that here we are, 10 years and 500 and change episodes now, and we still ha have just barely scratched the surface of it, gives you uh, some idea of, of you know, the, the well to go to as far as subject material. And, and I, I don't know, when I look back at, at you know, 40 some years of 45 six whatever mm -hmm. it is uh, of ham radio it, it seems like i i tend to go in cycles so yeah. i'll be i'll be on repeaters and and you know i spent so many years working on repeaters and trying to link repeaters and do all this remote receiver stuff and and do all all of that kind of thing and then, you know, finally it came to the time where, okay, you know, it's time to move on to something else. And mm -hmm. so then all of a sudden, you know, I get, get fired up about HF again. And then I get on yeah. HF and do, do a whole bunch. The, the one that I've added is, is the satellite thing. And, right. um, I, I had to take some time off for the move and, and all the changes that happened this summer, but now I'm starting mm -hmm. to get back on, uh, maybe once a week or so at least, uh, to get on, on satellite. But it seems like I just kind of go in, in spurts, you know, when, for a while beyond VHF, UHF, and then, then I'll go to HF, then I'll go to, you know, digital mm -hmm. or, you know, and then, then it come back around to all of it again. So there's, there's always something. And yeah, these new digital modes are popping up, uh, all the time. Uh, yeah. used to be, you had, you know, four or five and that was it. And, and hardly yeah. anybody ran those. It was always, you know, 45 baud ready and that was it. And, yeah. and now there's, there's a ton of them out there. In fact, sometimes it's kind of hard to tell which one's which. Yeah, I don't have the years in amateur radio that you do. I I would have if I'd have gotten licensed back in 1975 when I was 15. You know, then then I would have, um, you know, I would have uh, I would have had a, a great deal more years in it than I do. But I got licensed in in 95, and I remember, you know, the uh, on the local repeaters, packet was the big deal. Oh yeah, you know you got to get a KPC three, man. You got to do that, you know, and you got to get on packet and check the bulletin board, and uh, you can get email off packet and everything, and uh, that, so that was the big deal. And then PSK thirty one came along, and I got 
I got uh, involved in that a little bit, and and uh, I've played with Riddy a little bit and Slow Scan TV, and I've um, I've I've kind of I've made a few contacts on FT8. Um, it's interesting. Um, it's uh, I, I see people complain that oh, you just turn it on in the morning and you come back home after work and you've you've got your DXCC. <laughs> well, no, it's not exactly like. There's a lot more. There's a lot more. I found. Unless I'm doing it wrong, there's a lot more hands-on to FT8 than there is just turning on your computer and letting it fly. Um, yeah. But uh, I have not. I have not completely um, embraced that. But uh, I can see. Um, I can see its usefulness, and it's just. It's just another mode, much in the same way that that people get all cranked up about DSTAR and DMR and um, you know Yezu System Fusion. I saw some post on. One of the Facebook uh, amateur radio groups today is like, okay, if if I can if I connect to my hotspot using D Star and make contact around the world, is that ham radio? Well, yeah, it is because you're talking into yeah. a handy talkie and you're and you're accessing uh, the internet via radio. Then I think that you know, and the person you're talking to is is very likely listening maybe on a local repeater or is listening via their own hotspot or whatever on, on a, on a radio that, that has an RF link to it. And so, yeah, that's radio. And it's like somebody else said, you know, everything is radio. Hell, your cell phone's radio. Yeah. Um, it is. you know, it's, it's all radio. So I, to me, that stuff, that's just another mode. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of division in that, but you know what, get on, you get on your radio, you do radio the way you want to do it. And don't worry about what everybody else says. As long as you're out there and you're having fun, you earned your license. You're using your privileges. If that's ham radio to you, then that works for me. That's ham radio. That's that's yeah. where I stand. You mentioned bulletin boards because the old packet bulletin boards, and I remember mm-hmm. I I wasted many 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 hours of my childhood. <laughs> On teletype uh-huh. bulletin boards, yeah, would get on 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 forty meters, and and these guys would have the I think it was W four CN if I remember right, um, and it had this huge bulletin board system, so you could you know you could send messages and stuff, but but the big thing that I really got into with teletype is is sending pictures. So yeah. what they would do is they would use letters on the keyboard. Uh-huh. Yeah, ask and, and send it one line at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I got a picture of what one of the ones I remember is there was a picture of Abraham Lincoln. Uh-huh. All in ASCII but characters. The, yeah. yeah. But it was all in ASCII characters and uh-huh. it was the uh Oh my goodness. I can't the, the names escape me. The, the, the four score in 7 years ago. Yeah, Gettysburg. That, yeah, yeah, the Gettysburg Address. Yeah, it was the words of the Gettysburg Address. Oh, that's shaped shaped as as, as President really? Lincoln's head. And, that's kind and, of interesting. And so I collected tons and tons and tons of stuff like that. I mean, pictures of Garfield the cat, and you know, right? It's just you know, but. I don't know how many hundreds of hours <laughs> of my yeah. childhood got sunk into that, but it was fun. Well, now speaking of totally, totally apropos, I mean, totally off, off subject. 
of speaking of Abraham Lincoln and childhood, I can remember as a young kid, I'm talking like four, three or four years old. My mother had this big bucket full of pennies and we would go through it. And I found a penny that had it was Abraham Lincoln, but there was a, a pipe that had been, I don't know, struck into it, but it was Abraham Lincoln smoking a pipe. I don't know if you've ever seen these pennies or heard of them, but I yeah. found one, and I still yeah. have it. It's around here somewhere, and and I have the newspaper clipping that my mother sent to, to, the, uh, to the local newspaper, the Shawnee News Star in Shawnee, Oklahoma. They had a little, a little, um, a little blurb called Starology, which was which was like, you know, local happenings and whatever. And it was like uh, uh, three-year-old uh, Don Wilbanks, the son of Archie and Lorraine Wilbanks, over at, uh, you know, that was when they would publish your address on mm-hmm. the front page of the paper. You know, it's 1963, <laughs> 64, for crying out loud, you know. Over on Tucker Street, uh, reports that uh, their son Don uh, found a, a, a penny with uh, Abraham Lincoln smoking a pipe. And so I, I have um, that newspaper clipping around here somewhere. My mother cut it out with pinking shears, so it has the jagged edges, and I still mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm. And here now it's you know it's almost sixty years old, and I I scanned it and uh, and I and I I, uh, I scanned it along with the penny, and I have a so I have a, an image of that that that. Uh, but yeah, so you're talking about Abraham Lincoln and childhood that just brought that back. So yep. completely completely yep. off subject, but it's a cool you memory. Know, so. you know. Thanks. So cool thanks stuff. for triggering that. Yeah, it is cool stuff. Yeah, a, a trip down memory lane. So Absolutely. Back, back when you yeah. had to walk to school uphill both ways through 10 feet of snow without uh-huh. any shoes in the middle of a hurricane and a sharknado. So. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. All right, well, it's it's break time here, so we're, we need to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk uh, a little more about uh, Young Ham of the Year and, and, and some other stuff, uh, and who, who knows, and – and, yeah. and I see Mike Askins has even left a comment here, so so who knows wow. what we're in for. So did he spell we'll, it all uh, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Wow, must have been Karen. I'll, 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 I'll give you a sneak peek here. It's a Shawnee shout out. There you go. Hey, Mikey, yeah. <laughs> my closest friend, my brother from another mother. We met in first grade. Love that guy. Love you, Mike. Ke five CXP and and. Yep part of the Newsline family. So, Proudly. All right, Proudly. well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more with uh, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, right after this word from ICOM, right here on Ham Talk Live. Contest remotely or from the comfort of your own home, ICOM has the perfect base station ready for action. The IC9700, IC7610, and IC7300 SDR transceivers are top of the line and are the first choice for contesters across the globe. Robust base stations like these cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Stay connected remotely with the RSBA1 app and keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. Heard it. Worked it, logged it. IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled with faster processors, high input gain, high display resolution, and a cleaner signal. It is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, a memory keyer, digital voice recorder, a high resolution spectrum waterfall display, enhanced PC connectivity, and an SD card slot. 
the IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR can pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The IC7610 from ICOM is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receivers, and dual digicel. And the IC9700, you can create your own band opening with it. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to help keep you busy. Faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. It has a 4.3 inch color touchscreen, real time spectrum scope, and waterfall smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels with dual watch operation and full duplex operation in satellite mode. Visit slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Here's the snap. Rapp takes the rig. He breaks through the pileup. He's on 80. Now 40. Now 20. 15. 10. Two meters. Touchdown. Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. We're on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Right here at HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. Well, uh, before we get back to Dawn and and the phone lines uh, here, we've already got uh, calls and, and, and comments here. So... We'll get through all of those in just a moment. But first, it is time once again, and, and, I've, and I've been saving this one because I said, you know, we, we had to behave, you know, most of the time. But, but I figured figured this would be the Lord, night to bring this one out. So, so strap mm-hmm. in. Here we go. It's the N9GSU Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, a part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. So one of my ham buddies showed up with a brand new HT, and I asked him, where'd you get that? He said, it's the strangest story. I was walking down the street, and this beautiful girl comes up carrying this radio, takes all of her clothes off, and says, you can have anything you want. So I took the radio. I said, good thing, because her clothes probably would not have fit you anyway. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Okay, I take it back. We had not quite hit rock bottom, but now I Yeah, but we have now. (laughs) Well, no, not yet.
We haven't. Oh wait, about it yet. That's right. Paul Brown, yeah, Paul Brown, Brown is on the line. Yes. CCO, as I refer to him as QR Paul, because I can never hear him on the air. Once he comes on, now we, then we hit rock bottom. <laughs> now we've hit rock bottom. Ah, now we, there we go. That's it. There's no place to go but up. Mark, mark this time down. Nine thirty-two. This is it. This <laughs> is when the world ended. Just when you thought the show couldn't suck more, I'm here. here. We are. Well, good yeah, evening, we need, Paul. We Welcome to, to Ham Talk Live. Yeah, that yeah. If we get Askins on here, that, yeah. that's, that's yeah, you that, know. yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Askins says Don's wasted youth on CB, and then the Shawnee shout out, and then says, "Love you, Don, and I really like you a lot, Neil." Yeah. So you re- you yeah. really just could have stopped with Don's wasted. <laughs> that would have been just <laughs> that would have said it all anyway. So. <laughs> Well, Paul, what do you have for us tonight? Well, you know, Don had mentioned um, about uh, Ham Nation being, you know, being on for, you know, now a little bit over 10 years. And, uh, you know, Ham Nation is actually responsible for me getting back into Ham Radio. And unfortunately for you guys, also responsible for me being on Newsline. Um, yeah, I, I got licensed in 77 and then, you know, college happened and then, you know, condo and apartment life and, and everything. And I, I always kept my license current, but I only played on two meters a little bit here and there. And then when I heard that Bob was going to have a ham radio podcast, I thought, Hey, I know Bob, I'll listen and see what it's like. And it's, and I started listening right away and it got, the interest going again and i'm like you know i've still got my radios all set up over here maybe i'll just put up an antenna and see if i still like ham radio and turned out that i did i mean i really it, it woke everything back up it's like yeah you know what all the things i've tried over the years this is the one hobby that has stuck with me my whole life and yeah. and again and then when I heard Don mention about uh, Bill passing away, I thought, well, I, I wonder if they could use some help. And I've got some experience doing this stuff, so I, I emailed Don. And uh, unfortunately, he you know, lost his brain temporarily and said yes. But uh, for me, uh, the Newsline thing is, is just has also been part of my life forever since back when I first started and I belonged to um, Bob's club down in Marissa, Illinois, and we would carry the Westlink report on our repeater every week. We, we, somebody would bring up the auto patch and dial in and we'd play Westlink. So I used to listen to the, you know, the predecessor as a kid. And now I get to be an anchor, which is just for me, really cool. Plus, well, you know, you the reason are, that the reason I, that that I said yes was because the salary, your salary demands were just exactly in line with what we were willing to pay, which is nothing. Which is good because you get ten percent of that as my agent. Yeah, and believe me, we're getting every penny's worth. <laughs> Absolutely, you. <are. laughs> now, you know, Paul. Paul and I have this. It seems like this adversarial relationship, but it's just because I. I love to dig at people, especially people who can take it and dish it right back. 
And so that's that's Paul. Seriously, um, people listening uh, probably think that, oh, my God, what in the hell? Wilbanks must <laughs> hate Paul. But I don't, dude, I think you're like, you're like the coolest guy. You really are. And I just want to, I just want to get that out on the record. And no, that's not necessarily the alcohol talking, but just the, the, <laughs> yeah. the fact that, well, that you and I just, we have this, 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 you, you can, you can give as well as get. And that's, I really appreciate that because I'm one of these kind of people that, that if I'm leaving you alone, you probably want to find out why. So yeah, I just I, I really appreciate you, Paul. I just want to go out on the record and say that. And again, that's not necessarily the alcohol talking. Yeah, well, I you know the the same here. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of respect for what you were doing before I emailed you to see if I could help, and that's why I did that. But you know, Neil, and you know too that the Newsline family, we're all like a weird dysfunctional group that just. We, we agreed that if we could all be in a physical office, we are all the people we would want to work with. Exactly. And you said it right. It is a family. News, I mean, I, I got involved with it in 95 right after I became – right after I got licensed when, when um, um, one our, our young ham of the year winner from, from 93 um, uh, introduced me to Bill. And Bill was like, oh, you're in radio? Oh, well, have I got a golden opportunity for you. And so I, I, the ink hadn't even dried on my license before I was involved with Amateur Radio Newsline, which was cool to me because as soon as I bought that HTX202 for myself for my birthday in uh, 1994 in September when I was studying for my license and then ended up, what, a couple of months later taking the test, um, I discovered Newsline on the local repeater and I thought, well, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And, uh, you know, to, to be involved in that and, and to, to have kind of grown up as a ham uh, with having Bill Pasternak as the weird uncle mentor kind of a deal, you know, and, and I love that man. I mean, like, like, like a, like a brother or an older brother or uncle or whatever. I mean, I just, there's not a day goes by that just like with my parents, you know, my mother, my, my dad died in 91, my mother in 95 and then Bill seven years ago, and those three people, there's not a day goes by that I don't need to pick up the phone and call them and ask them something. And Bill is right there, right there, uh, right there in that group. Yep, I agree. And I really yeah. wish I had had the opportunity to meet Bill, but uh, I have never in any of the public appearances we've done heard yeah. anybody say anything but wonderful things about Bill. Oh, you won't you won't hear you won't hear a bad thing. Period. You you just never will. I, I haven't in twenty five, twenty six years or whatever of being in this. No, I've never heard a bad thing. Yep, just the best. Yep. Well, Paul, thanks so much for calling in and 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 bringing the the show to a new low. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to got to go with your strengths, and uh, yeah. you know that's mine. Yeah, there you go. So, so nowhere to go I mean, but up. Yeah. Get Askins on the horn. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I love I mean, it, Paul. I know, appreciate you, man. I really do. I brought it to a certain low, but then you know, Mike, Mike's got the capacity to take it even lower. So, yeah, he really does. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Mike, Mike, listen, right. Mike was on QVC for a while and home shopping. So, yeah, I have to ask him about that. Oh, he was really. Yeah, yeah, he was a uh, yeah. He was uh, they would he had a weekly a weekly deal where they would they would send him product or whatever to 
to a review and he had uh, he would spend like an hour or two on camera uh, from his uh, studio there in Oklahoma talking about whatever product it was that they sent him. Yeah, he's he's a home shopping star that boy. Oh, well, <laughs> you didn't know we that, have did a little, you? little No, we have a little in See? common then because yeah. my wife You've bought a lot of crap from home and, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> when my my wife and I had a stained, had a stained glass studio at one point and when QVC did that 50 and 50 thing where they traveled around the country and looked for you know, local people stuff. Uh, yeah. When they came to Indiana, we were actually on, and we uh, we had a stained glass piece we did that they sold. Well, that's neat. Yeah, I'll sign autographs for you if you want. No, that's that's fine. All right, <laughs> I'm good. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, thanks, Paul. <laughs> See ya, Paul Brown, WD nine GCO from goes. Valparaiso. <laughs> Not a moment too soon. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Well, we've got another call on the line. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let, let's do it. Good evening. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Well, hello, Neil. It's Skeeter in 5ASH. And Don, how are you? There's another one. There's another, <laughs> yeah, there's there's another, another one. radio dude. Hey, Skeeter. Hey, guys. Listen. Listen, uh, when I saw Don live from the old disc jockey's retirement home, (laughs) well, also, also, also known as the Kenworth T680 in my case. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So just, uh, when I saw that, uh, Neil, when I saw that Don was going to be on tonight, I thought, well, maybe I better call in just to, uh, just to offer balance to the program. Yeah, exactly. Yes. A little touch of sanity. (laughs) Well, now I'm not going to go that far, but, you know. Well, I um, <laughs> But, you know, I heard you guys talking earlier about, you know, Ham Nation hitting over 500 episodes and, and you know, the what could have possibly been the end of it, you know, at the end of this last year and yeah. the rebirth, uh, thanks to Josh and, and the continuance of it. And it just kind of, the, the word that came to my mind was commitment. Because, again, you know, just like, amateur radio newsline it's it's a volunteer situation it's people that love this hobby love sharing this hobby and uh through you know i was barely i mean the ink was barely dry on my license when ham nation came on i got licensed at the end of november of 2010 and so i'm just on fire for ham radio i'm trying to absorb every absorb everything i can on the subject and learn as much as i can because I actually wanted to become a ham, kind of like Don, when I was like 13 years old, but the circumstances yeah. just weren't right. There were family situations going on and stuff that I won't go into, but it just it just was not the time for me to do it. I did not have the time to learn the code, nobody to study it with, so it, you know, it just kind of went by the wayside, and then I went off and got interested in other things when I was in junior high and then high school. But um, But so Ham Nation comes along, and I knew about Bob Heil through his work with The Who. And The Who is one of my favorite bands of all time. And so I knew the name Heil Sound. And I knew, you know, I knew that uh, uh, Bob was involved with, with their sound and their productions uh, back in the day. And so when I saw this show coming on, I thought, man, i got I got to watch this. It's another thing I can use to keep learning about ham radio. 
And uh, lo and behold, it was it, it, it was everything I'd hoped it would be. And then it grew and kept improving and growing. And the production values got even better. And the guests got cooler and and more interesting. And uh, you know, and like you said, here it is, 500 episodes later. And I am even in one of the episodes of Ham Ham Nation briefly. I mean, I was sitting mm-hmm. in Bob's shack. I just happened to be in the Springfield area when he was living in the Ozarks still, and I got a hold of him just to see, hey, can we go out to lunch or dinner? Are you in the area? And he told me he was. And so uh, we wound up going out to dinner, but then he invited me to, to come into the shack at his house there and uh, participate in the program that night. And it's the uh, episode from, from Dayton to Visalia, I think is the title of it. Anyway, it's on my QRZ page. I've got a link there. But um, that, was, that was so great to actually see Bob's shack in person. I mean, that's a serious radio shack right there. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to uh, get and there and shit. I've never I've never been guy. to Bob's place, but that's not that wasn't the first time you were on. Um when we brought you in to Amateur Radio Newsline, you cut a little video piece on on how you produced Newsline. And we we played that that's on true. Ham Nation too, so That's right. That came before that. That is true. That I was came still before living that. down in right. Texas when yeah. I put that together. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah. The, and and just like and, and uh, linking them together, Newsline uh, again, all volunteers, all people who love the hobby, um, and uh, again, we we also hit a crossroads when when Bill passed away and became a silent key. But yeah. there was a commitment there. We've got to keep this going, and we've got to find the people that we need because Bill, as you've said often, Don, Bill was a one man show as far as. Writing, he was and submitting uh, and soliciting the the uh, reporters to to do their uh, their bits and and the anchors to do their uh, jobs, and so um, I, you know I I I didn't have a very long time to get to know Bill, but we did have several conversations over the the few years that uh, from the time I started with Newsline, which really started with me just filing an audio report regarding a special event station that our club in Northeast Arkansas, the Northeast Arkansas Radio Club was putting on in honor of uh, Johnny Cash's birthday. And mm-hmm. when I sent him the press release, and he, he got back to me and said, hey, you're a radio guy, you're an on-air guy, why don't you just, I'll write the script, you record it, and send it. So, okay. And then uh, then we got on the subject of anchoring, and, and as uh, Don has said in the past many times, Bill was a guy you couldn't say no to. And I was thrilled. Right. I wanted to anchor. I kind of offered my services and said, look, I'd like to dip my toe into this and see if I can anchor this newscast. And so... And, you know, from there it went on, and then we uh, we teamed up with Karen Eve Murray. God bless yeah. her. Uh, she picked up the mantle and and ran with it. And you know, we've had lots of conversations. I've kind of helped her because she she wrote for so long for newspapers and magazines. And writing yeah. for the eye to read is very different from writing for completely the different. To hear. Writing, yeah, writing for writing for radio and writing for print is completely different. And this 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 bears repeating. We we need to repeat this again because we've told this story at least I have several times. Bill got sick, and I I had to take a break from anchoring because I was doing night classes for real estate back during that time. And you had kind of taken over running things while Bill was in the hospital. And then I remember my phone rang one night, and it was it was you and Bill, and you brought me in together on a on a uh, on a conference call, and it was like we were talking about the people like we had gotten these emails, and I think you were the one I think who mentioned Karen Eve Murray, and you were going down her resume, and all I could hear was Bill, 
and and his voice was kind of frail at the time. All I heard was hire her, hire her, hire her, hire her, hire her. <laughs> so okay, we'll do that. And it was like it. I I, I want to say it was the next day or the next day or two after that that Bill had passed. And it was yeah, like it, it was, was like it a was punch to the gut. But that that, that that last time I talked to Bill was that night with the three of us on the phone, and I will never forget that. Never yep, forget that. That was a that was a pretty amazing situation. And and yeah, she came with, with great credentials and great experience yeah. and, and and a love of the hobby just like all the rest of us. And so yeah. she uh you know, we, we worked with her and showed her some of the past scripts and how they went. But the the interesting thing was the way that she came our way was I had kind of put the word out in various uh, ham radio mm-hmm. circles. Hey, you know, because we we knew we I think we all pretty much knew that that Bill was not going to be able to come back and and do, do right. the job again. I mean, he he right. he made it pretty clear that he was not not at all going to be able to pick it up. Yeah. So I I knew we had to put the word out, and so we got several responses from people who yeah you know I'll, I'd like to be part of Am, you know, Newsline and stuff. In fact, it was kind of overwhelming, and and uh, if anybody's listening that. That uh, did not. That I did not get back to on that. I uh, please a thousand pardons. I apologize. It was yeah. just a bit overwhelming. It was. It was like putting a putting a job uh, listing out there and having a thousand resumes come into you all of a sudden. It was, wasn't quite that many, but it was a lot. And yeah. so yeah. hers was among those. And um, and so we did quote unquote hire her, even though nobody's getting paid anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but she and she the, is the she has really come into her own. I mean she. She she went from being from from thinking okay well maybe I can help a little bit to all of a sudden Bill dying, and we're like okay you're the new Bill. And yeah, it was, yeah, we, we need a overwhelming. She, yeah, but she just she jumped right in the big middle of it, and she, I mean, it was like the ultimate on the job training. She learned how to you know she, okay you got to have these these blocks have to be. 10 minutes long they can't go over uh, yeah and and then uh, i think it was my idea to shorten it from three segments to two uh, just to make things a yeah. little bit easier and um streamline things a little bit because there, there were a lot of stories that bill had that that were radio related but not necessarily amateur radio related uh, and uh, i thought you know we could probably do some streamlining a little bit and uh, and that's kind of yeah. what we did and so now we're a 20 minute ish show instead of a 30 minute ish show and and yeah, I just, right. I, I just, the people who came in after Bill passed away just absolutely saved um, Newsline. Oh, with the exception of Paul Brown, but no, well, you know, <laughs> but you know, yeah. to, to that, to that, to that end, uh, a, a lot of the people that did, you know, step up, raise their hand, and say, "Hey, can I be part of it?" Several of them, like you and I, had broadcast radio careers or television careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and and were licensed hams, and what what we wound up doing, you know, when Bill wrote the scripts, they were very anchor centric. The anchor did carried the most of the heavy yeah. lifting of reading the stories, right. and we'd have a few right. uh, what we would call in the business actualities or reports from other voices mixed in from time to time. But but right. when Karen E. Murray took over, and you and I kind of started working with her and 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 working on the newscast itself. Um, we started to realize, hey, we've got a lot of voices out there, and, and not just here in the U.S., but around the world. Let's utilize yeah. them. Let's truly make this sound like from around the world, right. which is the opening line of the 
of the newscast. It truly does right. over the last, you know, however many years we've been doing this now without Bill. Uh, it truly does sound like it's coming in from around the world. And I think that is just the coolest thing. And, you know, Bill, Bill Neil, always patterned there after, after think, Spot Radio News. Okay, that, yeah. that was how he patterned yeah. Newsline and everything else. And, and, and I think now it's more like 60 Minutes where, where the, the story is the main thing and you have an anchor or, or whoever who just introduces the story. And it's, it's actually the story and the actuality uh, that actually that makes it. And so I, I, think, it, I think the flow is really good. I, I, like, I like how Newsline has changed. I really do. Yeah, I thought, yeah, and speaking I of sixty minutes, dinner or something. Yeah, yeah, I know we're way we're way over time. <laughs> we're already over time. <laughs> so Skeeter, <laughs> it's great to hear from you, but but we're going to have to move it along here. We got a couple of other yeah, things we got to do real quick here before we sign right. off. So seven, seven three, everybody, seven three, seven three, Skeeter. Take care. Be careful out there. Another good one. Right there. Bye bye. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I wish we had time to uh, to take more. Oh, then here's another call coming in. Uh, wish we had time to uh, to take some more calls, but we're we're already over our uh, our 45 minutes here. So uh, I, I did say one thing. I, I had like two or three other things we were going to talk about, but as usual, throw the script yeah. out the window. But uh, I wanted to just have you mentioned a couple of minutes here uh, on the young ham of the year award ceremony that that kind of changed due to covid and yeah and so 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 tell us a little bit about how that went and uh and then we'll uh we'll read some comments and sign off well i thought it went well um i was uh, like how can we do this since the the board the young ham of the year uh awards committee decided not to do it live at huntsville which um, I did not agree with it first, but it actually, yeah, you know, it turned out to be it's, uh, and that was before the Delta variant really hit. And then when that really got cranked up and, you know, yeah, it was, it was the right decision. It really was. And, and they're much brighter people than I am or I'll ever be. But, um, uh, we, uh, we took it over to Tom Medlin's, uh, platform and he jumped at it. I figured that would be the easiest way to do it. Um, Tom's been a big friend of, of uh, Amateur Radio Newsline and always broadcasts live from Huntsville, the Young Ham of the Year Award. And so we did it there. We did it live on uh, on Tom Medlin's Amateur Radio Roundtable, and it just went it went really well. Um, and uh, I want to thank Tom again for giving us the platform and the time uh, and the production uh, value there to do that. But um, I cannot wait to get back to a ham fest it's been almost two years it'll be two years in january that i've been to a ham fest and i i, I missed last week's show where you had uh, uh the two michaels and mark um uh from uh, from dayton from orlando and from huntsville and i've got to go back and listen to that um i have not i've i've met uh michael Colley. i've not been to the orlando uh, hamcation Michael Coulter, I think, is the greatest guy in the world, and I absolutely love Mark Brown. He's a huge, huge friend of Amateur Radio Newsline and uh, and helps us out tremendously uh, with our presentation at the Huntsville Ham Fest. So uh, I want to uh, thank Mark um, for everything that he's done for us, and we're gonna we're gonna be uh, we're gonna call Huntsville home for as long as they'll have us. So uh, uh, I can't wait to go back and listen to that episode. But yeah, I can't wait to get back to a ham fest. That's where that's yeah, where this award absolutely. needs to be presented is in front of people. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 ready as well. So, all right, well, uh, let let's run down a few of the uh, the typers here. Let's make sure we get them in. Uh, Troy W nine KVR says uh, just rolled in from uh, from a park. Put sixteen in the log as W nine GRS slash nine, which reminds me, it's nice school club roundup week. So. Um, it, that's going to end tomorrow. So if you haven't been on to talk to the kids, uh, you know, a lot of schools are not on because of COVID, but there are several that are on. So, uh, give them a call and, uh, and see, uh, see how they're doing. Uh, Chris, uh, A4CB says hello, everyone. And, uh, Troy says missed hey, uh, canine SOU being around. Uh, yeah, I, not uh not at canine sou this year so um kind of sad not not to uh have them on but uh covid's kind of stopping that uh process so hopefully they can uh, get back on the air and um uh askins uh says the request line is hot tonight tried to call but the screener kept (laughs) telling him no not you so uh-huh. that must have been the we'll get we'll that, get we'll, we, we need had, to but, get mike on uh sometime yeah we, so. we do we need to we could just do a whole show about amateur radio newsline and have the anchor you know have our have the voices of newsline i think that'd be a great idea we'll have to do that sometime yeah sounds like a plan well we had some other things that we can talk about but we'll just have to talk about them later so i'm not gonna yep. keep everybody uh here too much longer so Thanks, Don, for coming on, and and we'll talk again soon. Well, I'm glad you hit. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, I was able to come on, and that you you, you uh, uh, your misfortune of not having a guest turned out to be a really good thing. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I was your uh, I'm glad I was your last chance go to, and and it, it it turned out good. So uh, uh, yep, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Don. Well, thanks so much. Uh, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to John Wilbanks, AE5DW, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and typing in. And uh, come back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, for a list of our upcoming guests, go to hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Came right back to my CQ call The readability 5 and strength 9 You never once mentioned your weather